Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by our YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about our YouTube channel yet. We've only been talking about it for like three months. It's a thing. Uh Uh-huh. We're doing daily uploads for all of 2017. Go there, subscribe, like, comment. Other things. There it is. That's the last thing I couldn't think of. Repost. Share. You can't. Download. You can't. No. Illegally download. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. None of those are possibilities. one of those third-party sites and download. Okay, all right. Keep the vid (laughs) if you like. That's fine. Yeah, there you go. Do it all. You can download. Uh Uh-huh. So, go there to YouTube.com. Type in Natural Habitat Podcast and click download. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make a download button. Uh Uh-huh. It's going to happen. So. Only on ours. Uh, today... I can't really tell you what's going on today. All I could do is play this funky theme song. And that's it. Because the contents of this podcast are only for the listeners that make it past the theme song. As you can tell, the information, title, description, and everything is filled with question marks. This is a secret. And it's, it's secret, secret for a fucking reason. All right? So, put on your headphones so nobody else can hear. Don't just be blaring this out of your phone on the bus. All right? Make sure you use your inside voices. You know, whether it's it's about secret societies or not, you probably shouldn't blare your phone on the bus. That's pretty rude. (laughs) Unless unless it is the Natural Habitat podcast, then I don't mind. All right, you ready to start this? Yep. Let's open up these secret doors. It's a secret. What the fuck is that, you say, Mike? From, uh, where is he from? Like Boston or some shit? No, he's from Jersey. (laughs) Jersey Mike, what is that? That is the Natural Habitat Podcast theme song, my friend. Welcome to the show. My name is Mikey Booyah. My name is Salad. Caesar Salad. Dang. That's dope. I like it. I also like Caesar Salad. So I'm I'm a secret agent and I like, I'm healthy. I like your name and I like the meaning of your name. So yeah. double points. If we were playing at midnight, you'd get points. I don't even know what that is. Well, that's how them. the show works. So <laughs> <laughs> it's on a point-based system, like a lot of game shows. That's cool. I got point, you. Point-based. I'll take the points. All right, dope. So today we are here talking about. You guys still don't know. And this is the first time that I have actually done no description and no title. So you actually don't know what we're going to talk about. It's a secret. It's a question mark. Uh-huh. It's like, a, it's like a guy in a suit with a question mark for a face. For all you know, it could be like nothing. 
Mm-hmm. We could just we could just allude to. Oh man, now I want to do that. I want to just allude <laughs> to something and then never do it. It could be a lot of something. But we won't do that to you. I'm gonna let you know right now what we're talking about today. We're talking about secret societies. Ooh, spooky. Uh huh. Secret societies are—they've uh, been prevalent forever, ever since societies. <laughs> I would say. Flat twist. Uh huh. They're not so secret. No, not so secret at all. <laughs> if you uh, if you go to Google and you type in list of secret societies, it gives it to you like movies, like <laughs> like the little thumbnails that you could scroll through. Yeah. And and they're in popularity in order of popularity as well. So you know, it uh it happens sometimes. But I also read somewhere that a secret society isn't always secret to the public. The secrecy part is what goes on in it. What goes on inside the society. So you can know about it all you want, but you don't know what is really happening. And I guess that is a true thing. Do you guess if it was guess that theme song, would you guess true thing? Because that's not no. even a fucking show. <laughs> no, no, I guess you're right. That is a true thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it, people do come out and expose them eventually, but for the most part, I don't know. I don't think anybody really cared. Yeah. Right? About what happened inside? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, who the fuck cares, you fucking weirdos? Yeah. Because I- here... I uh, we'll jump right into it with the first one that probably uh, was most prevalent in my childhood because I watched the movie and because it was the first thing that I didn't really like. I didn't really understand. It was a dark thing. And that was Skull and Bones at Yale University. A lot of presidents have been in it. George Herbert, Walker Bush. Is that, is it, is that what the H stands for? Sure. George Herbert Walker Bush, uh, as well as another president. I forget his name right now. But uh, Skull and Bones, one of the weird things that I found that they do, out of a fucking thousand weird things, is a masturbation satanic ritual where you lay in a coffin holding a skull. They also collect a lot of famous skulls. And you masturbate in front of everybody. And it's supposed to be some sort of... uh, some sort of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, like degrading. You know what I mean? Like everybody sees you masturbating. It's embarrassing. It's degrading, and it's supposed to like break down your ego. But it's fucking weird. And when it comes to shit like that, I'd rather not know it. You know what I mean? Keep that shit a secret. <laughs> but maybe that's why it's a secret society. Huh? Yeah, maybe they're all weird. It's all the gayness. And they're just like, look, man, this isn't cool with our parents, so. <laughs> they're gonna take us out hey, of school that's funny they're gonna take us out of school if they find out this is what's going on so we're just gonna be secretive and spooky so maybe that worked in their favor in the long run also because people were like uh, we don't care you're fucking nerds yeah. go have your secret society and then they get the privacy that they want and actually get to make moves behind the scene Huh? Yep, that's right. Because everyone thinks they're just fapping it back there. It's like Revenge of the Nerds, you know? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. who's really dumb now? Motherfucker? Yeah, you're like, oh, they're all just back there laying in coffins, stroking it, and then you go back there and you see what's really happening, and you're like, Jay, what the fuck is that? 
Did that fit? Kinda. <laughs> I imagine Jay and Mikey from from New Jersey walking around in a fraternity house at Yale and stumbling across a skull and bones ceremony. Holy shit, Jay. And uh, like you said, people come out and they put them on blast and tell about all the things that are going on inside and shit. And a lot of the things that were told about skull and bones was that they were just like any other frat house, like in their in their basement chamber where everything was all spooky and all their shit was on the walls and everything was all painted up. They also had a couch that had a, a deflated soccer ball underneath it. So it's not like what you have in your head of these like powerful, rich, everything's amazing and spotless and they're doing all this creepy shit. They don't have time to fucking play soccer. Maybe they don't have time to play soccer. That's why it's deflated. Well, who knows? There's a million... Um Different types of secret societies. That's right. You want to uh, you want to start going through this list? Uh, never heard of it. All right. Well, I got a list here of the ten most mysterious secret societies on Earth. We could ten. Uh, ten. I think this guy doesn't know how to count. Is what All I right, heard. Let's see. We'll find out, but we'll uh, we'll let him go one by one. And talk about them. I said we'll let him go one by one and talk about them. Play, engage. Secret societies have been a target of interest by a lot of people throughout history, mainly because of the mysticism and secrecy surrounding them. A lot of us look at these societies as sinister, not just because we don't know what happens behind their closed doors, but because we question their agendas, which vary from political to religious. But they all have one thing in common. They exist to further the secret agenda of some of the world's most powerful people. So this week, I gathered the most interesting ones to share with you all. So here they are, the 10 most mysterious secret societies on Earth. Number one is the Bilderberg Group. The Bilderberg Group was founded in 1954 and is comprised of some of the most powerful and influential men in the world, including presidents, prime ministers, and international bankers. Every year, the members meet in secret and the topics discussed are never revealed to the public. This has created a lot of controversy around the group because people have begun questioning what their overall agenda is. The group has stated that their reason for secrecy is justified as it enables their members to speak freely without having to watch every word they say around the media. Yeah, because you wouldn't want the media covering every little thing like the construction of a new world order that would control the world's governments, financial systems, and people. That would just be pesky. Number two. Okay. <laughs> so, the Bilderberg Group, uh, that's a big one. A lot of people like to point toward it, towards it, to it. That <laughs> is a uh, relevant one. Yeah, and it's also, for real. Also, yeah, it's, it's still around, still doing its thing. Mm -hmm. And these are uh, rich, powerful dudes. That from meet, all around the world meet in privacy and then make shit happen it's like this you know like how people are popular in today's age like if you have a huge following you're considered an influencer these guys are the fucking old school influencers the ones that have all the real power around the world and they all meet up in secret and like plan out what's the agenda agendas for the year or whatever you know like god how hard must their life be after the internet you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah it must have been yeah, so much true. easier back in the 50s and 60s to fucking brainwash everybody and make all this shit happen behind closed doors because 50s and 60s shit try the last two thousand years at least <laughs> well I, well no i mean the bilderberg guys that's when they started was the 50s well yeah yeah, I guess this group, yeah. So, I mean, but, just yeah, these, these, guys, in, these guys in general, rich guys, 
having these meetings. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was a lot fucking easier when they started than it is now. Yeah, it's like they're like the mob. Yeah. If you think about it, the way that they do it, they're like they're like the mob without being the mob. You know, like without having like all the criminal like I without, aspects to it of like illegal shit. Maybe they're just rich people doing fucking evil rich people shit. I don't know. There might be some criminal aspects, but there's no criminal records. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's like some type of criminal intent for sure, but I mean, you gotta prove it, you know? You don't know. We're not in that society. We are in one, and we're gonna let you know at the end of this show and also teach you how to join. Let's get Actually, into Actually, yeah. <laughs> That's, a good, that's a good idea. The Ordo Templi Orientis. The OTO was founded at the beginning of the 20th century and is an international religious and fraternal organization claiming over 3,000 members. They are guided by their own religious system called the Law of Thelma, which essentially says that whatever you do, do it out of love. Rituals for membership are highly stylized and include invoking Egyptian gods, the devil, and involve a naked priestess. Other bizarre practices include teachings on the adoration of the phallus and the magic of masturbation. In other words, they worship the penis and glory glorified choking the chicken. Yeah, not so mystical when you put it that way, huh? Number three. (laughs) Okay, that was not good. No, that one does not count. (laughs) We're just going to act like that (laughs) one didn't happen. (laughs) Okay. Okay. is the Skull and Bones. <laughs> the Skull and Bones was founded in 1832 by five Yale students and is now one of America's most famous secret societies. Its members, known as Bonesmen, have included such notable public figures as John Kerry and three generations of the Bush family. Some people believe that the group operates as a puppet master of sorts, controlling and guiding some of the wealthiest and most powerful political elite. Membership is no longer a secret, however their practices still are, which has led to wild speculation. New members are recruited every year with the infamous tap on the shoulder, after which they are brought to the Skull and Bones headquarters, which is a windowless building known as the Tomb. But as scary as that sounds, the initiation itself is actually quite juvenile, as secret videotapes taken in 2000 and 2001 show members fetching bones and yelling Ooga Booga, as well as Lick My Bum Hole Neophyte. Yep, ah, these are our future leaders, folks. Number four. <laughs> hey. See, it's that nice mix of like secrecy and then also dumb shit to where you're like, okay, you guys are just ridiculous. And like one of the forefathers was uh, like retarded a little bit, and, like, <laughs> did a bunch of weird shit, but was still like allowed in the group because he was rich and from, from like the right family or whatever, you know? Yep. And, he was and then like, like so, some of his fucking incestual tendencies still are stuck in the group yep it happens man that shit gets passed down down forever yeah it gets hand me down hand hand job for life is the Illuminati. Arguably the most famous secret society in history is the Illuminati. Originally founded May 1st of 1776, the Illuminati were a group of enlightened, free-thinking humanists. They emphasized critical thinking, rationalism, and empiricism over established doctrine and religion, which made them very unpopular with the powers that be, and they were officially disbanded in 1785. However, many people believe that the society survived and still operates underground to this day, with influence over some of the biggest events that affect our world. Just be careful if you research the Illuminati because all the conspiracy theories that you'll find will start to make you see them everywhere and you'll get paranoid. (laughs) 
There's a fucking Illuminati triangle in this fool shirt. I like it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one that was like, that's like the go-to secret society, right? Um, I think it's, I think it's the mainstream one because yeah. people think like. It's everybody. It's such a wide spectrum. People think like it's movie stars or it's people out to get movie stars uh-huh. or it's fucking average people or it's rich people and it's or a, it's fucking and it's Adele and fucking all that shit. <laughs> yeah, and or it's every fucking, famous singer writes for the Illuminati. Yeah, but, or it's like anonymous or something. And it's like it seems like like the people that that don't even scratch the surface of secret societies and conspiracy theories they're like really proud of the fact that they know what the illuminati is and they think it's over because they oh the illuminati thinks it's controlling me but it's not i win it's done and it's like it almost turns into like this people versus the illuminati thing and then people get crazy with it the people that do believe it go all the way and see triangles everywhere it's like, yeah, there's fucking triangles everywhere. That doesn't mean that they're fucking pyramids. You know what I mean? You're trying to tell me that they placed a pyramid in the un- one unbuttoned button on this guy's shirt? How many? How long have people been unbuttoning shirts? You know what I mean? People that I've, un- <laughs> I've unbuttoned a shirt. That doesn't mean that I'm in the Illuminati. That doesn't mean that the Illuminati made me do it. Oh, no. It's crazy. And that's real. I know that he was joking, but I've seen that 100%. Like, I've seen them be like, the outline of someone's shirt and the way that they're wearing it with their suit and it makes a triangle. And it's like, yeah, maybe they're just, you know, conscious of their fashion. And they're like, yeah, pop my collar. (laughs) And now they're part of the Illuminati. I don't know. It pisses me off when people are like, the Illuminati, man. And it's like, you're fucking dumb, dude. Like, (laughs) the Illuminati is a distraction, I think. The Illuminati distracts you from anything else that's happening because you think you got it all figured out and there's all these well, little puzzle pieces it's it's also a scapegoat you know like true more than anything else people will people like like what i'm saying it covers such a wide spectrum it could blanket anything people could say anything oh that's a little naughty oh you know and then you know and then ha- halfway be right <laughs> you know, there is a fair claim. Like, yeah, who knows? Because if it is real, then it could be all encompassing. You know what I'm saying? But it, um, who knows? Maybe fucking. Oh no, maybe it's. Uh, oh no, I I tend to think not. You know, I think like if the if the Illuminati, you know, dipped out right before America was created, and then all of a sudden. There's America. Maybe Illuminati is America. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're all Illuminati. Yeah, you know, like that's like the that's the legit thing I can think of. You know. Yeah. It's like timing, the timeline. Um, I don't know. But it's the, definitely a scapegoat and a distraction. So don't spend too much time on the Illuminati out there. Five is the Cadaver Society. The Cadaver Society was founded by a group of students at Washington and Lee University in Virginia in the United States. They're an incredibly secretive organization as neither the criteria for membership or the membership themselves are known. They've been in continuous operation since 1957 and although not much is known about them, they're believed to be an incredibly wealthy group as they frequently make large donations to the university as well as buy property including a famous bridge that bears their name. Number six is the Freemasons. The Freemasons Freemasons. 
Went a little far on that one. A little uh, far. That's uh, that's pretty creepy, man. Corpse Society. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. That's kind of kind of hokey. Yeah, I haven't kinda, heard about kinda, that until now. Kind of, kind of hokey pokey. Kind of, kind of. Let's then see. Kind of. What's it Six called? Is the Freeman. The Corpse Society. Oh, that's not even in this list. That's not even in the list, right? This guy made it up. Okay, this next mm. one. This next one's legit. The, the Freemasons are a fraternal organization that was officially founded in the 17th century whose members have included such notable public figures as Winston Churchill and Benjamin Franklin. Publicly, Freemasons are highly engaged in charitable acts. Privately, however, not much is known about what happens or what is discussed at their highly ritualized meetings that require signs and handshakes to gain admission. In order to become a Mason, you must be recommended by a current member, after which there are three degrees of Masonry. The first is Entered Apprentice, the second is Fellowcraft, and the third and highest is Master Mason, of which only the most elite are given access to. They claim over six million members worldwide, some of which are incredibly powerful people. So if you ever see somebody wearing a ring with that symbol, you know what's up. Number seven. Okay, that one is like probably the best example um, from day-to-day -day ones that people don't even realize yeah. that are in their lives in every town, every city, everywhere, everywhere you go. There's a There's Masonic temple everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. They're right in front of you, and you just are, probably don't notice them. They look like an average thing, like that. Yeah. I mean, here, here's another way to notice stuff like that too. Is uh, you know the Elks Lodge? Yeah. Um, what's the other ones like that? The Moose. The Moose Lodge stuff mm -hmm. like that. Those are all same same exact type of thing. Those are um examples, but more of a um lower class like um you know these are more like clubs instead of real societies you know like they're kind of societies people have like memberships and things and like it's like a potluck kind uh -huh. of society type of thing you know but um i don't know that it's like the same type of thing yeah like everybody like helps each other out type thing. but the uh the strange thing about the Freemasons, which I don't think he said, is that you don't, they don't care about your religion or your faith when you join the, when you join the thing. You could be religious, not religious, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And, uh, I know that with the Elks Lodge, I'm not sure about the Moose Lodge, but with the Elks Lodge, it says in the pamphlet when you like, when you sign up and fill out your entry form or whatever and like pay your fees. One of the boxes that you have to check is that you believe in a Christian God. So that's a little mm. strange. And if you don't, then you're not allowed to join. That's it. Hand like if you don't check that box, they're not gonna let you in. Mm-hmm. So that's the crazy thing about the Freemasons is that they take whoever the fuck. They also have huge hospitals. They're known for their charity work, which again could be a distraction. All these people got be, all these people got help. Us, you know, like it's a way to um, donate, which is a way to like beat the tax system. You know, it's a way to like makes launder you, your money. Yeah, makes you tax exempt. If they're mm -hmm. an organization that is, you know, nonprofit helping people and building hospitals and shit, then they probably have some sort of special tax status. Mm -hmm. I'm not a tax doctor. 
Me neither. I never heard of it. But if you are uh, running late on your deadline, call the tax doctor at 1-800. <laughs> Throw a fucking tax doctor ad right in the middle. Is the Knights Templar. Uh, the Knights Templar are a derivative of masonry that, despite sharing their name, do not share ties to the original religious military group of the 12th century. The modern-day Knights Templar borrow the same symbols and ideas from the original Knights, but unlike regular masonry, do require their members to subscribe to the Christian religion. Although some of their practices are secretive, the Knights Templar are generally believed to be altruistic with a main focus on charitable works. And you know, I find that refreshing. I mean, why does every group have to be focused on world domination? What's wrong with donating your time to give an old man a sponge bath? Actually, now that I think about it, world domination sounds a lot more fun. Number eight. I don't know about this guy. Yeah? Uh, but I do know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? About the other guys. About the other guys? Yeah. What other guys? You know, this one, guys. Oh, the other video we have with the guys? No. What are you talking about? Kevin MacLeod? <laughs> are, you no, music. are you talking about William Waffles and Awesome Tie, the guys? No. The Order of the Nine Angles. The Order of the Nine Angles is a Satanist organization that surfaced in the UK in the 1980s. The organization believes in a highly individualized pursuit of self-excellence and wisdom through the worship of Satan. Currently, the order is organized into secret cells scattered across the world. Disturbingly, the group's goal is to disrupt and eventually conquer ordinary society through the elimination of the weak that they believe can be done through human sacrifice. Well, if being a nut job is considered weak, then this group needs to start with themselves because there are a few sandwiches short of a picnic, if you know what I'm saying. Number nine. Never heard of those guys, but they sound crazy. Yeah, the Knights of the Five Angles, Nine Angles. Whatever they 59 are. 59 Angles. Nuts. Yeah, there's some fucking crazy satanic shit. That's another thing with uh, the Freemasons is that they have a lot of uh, alleged satanic activity. That's all I'm allowed to say. But I don't really that's know. What, that's what they said? That's what some people said. That were a part of the thing. Some say. Some say. But I'm not sure because I was never a Freemason. But I am part of a secret society. And you can be too. And we will teach you at the end of this episode is the Rosicrucians. Founded between the 16th and 17th century, the Rosicrucians is a secret organization whose goal is to spread occult doctrines. Two separate books have been published that allude to the rituals of the group that have been said to have Egyptian Gnosticism, Hermeticism, and Jewish Kabbalism elements. Interestingly, it's believed that Sir Isaac Newton was once a member of this group. Today, there are a large number of Rosicrucian groups across the world, each claiming to be closely tied to the original. And number two, what does that say? The, the, the bloodline or what? Mm-hmm. Rosicrucian bloodline. Uh, hmm. I They have a lot of like museums and shit, and I went to one of them, an Egyptian museum, just a couple weeks ago in San Jose, and I had no idea that I was at some... Did you see a chalice or like an ark or like a freaking... Yeah, you know, I did. That type of stuff? I saw an ark for sure. Did, did you? Yeah. Do you think it was, <laughs> you think it was the ark? It was. Dude, it totally would just be hiding in some fucking museum in San Jose with some other label on it. All like, this was a container used to carry goods for a pharaoh. That's why it just flooded up there. Mm-hmm. Because someone fucking cracked the lid open on accident. They were like moving it or dusting it, and then it fucking... It's, it's just that heavy that it sunk the whole ground everywhere. It could be. And I also Ain't don't it. I don't think that they dust uh, priceless relics either. 
So that's probably yours. Your guess is probably better than mine. That's bloody. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was created by three former Freemasons in 1886. The Order's belief system is based on several other things including Christian mysticism, Freemasonry, magic, alchemy, and about six other belief systems, so it's kind of the mutt of secret societies. They are dedicated to the study and practice of the occult, metaphysics, and paranormal activities. The fundamental documents of the organization are known as the cipher documents, which are a series of 60 folios containing magic rituals. There's a great deal of controversy surrounding these documents, and yeah, of course there is. I mean, magic rituals, really? Maybe if you didn't base your entire order off a book that was written by the Wizard of Oz, people would take you more seriously. Anyways, that Now that sounds dope. Dude, that is the coolest one in all of them, and yeah. that's, that's the one I picked. And what was that's it, the Hermaphroditic Order of... <laughs> no. No? <laughs> it's the fucking Golden Dons. Did I add syllables? I'm sorry. Some so, some, some sort of hermaphic. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of what? Uh, I think that's right, yeah? Herm no. Well, let's see. Let's go back and one more time. Let me go read it. This was called the Hormaphroditic. 18th century, the Rosicrucian. Shut up with the Rosicrucian thing. What is it? It's her Hermetic. Hermetic? Order of the Golden Dong. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dong. No, not Dong. So it's, it's dong. a bunch of hermaphrodites that made this thing that was all based on Freemasonry, Christianity, uh, magic, alchemy, Dude, all that shit. This picture is pretty dead. <laughs> I remember, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this. I might have told this story before, but there was... Uh, there's these people that I used to stay, hang out, stay with. I get hang out with, I guess. It was my homie's mom. And it was back in the day when I was on drugs, when I was a little druggy meth kid. And I would hang out at their house, and she was like super crazy deep into like Freemasons, alchemy, like had all these books, would constantly be talking about fucking the Knights of the Round Table and like all these weird fucking things. And I remember her husband, like, wasn't having it. He wasn't about that life at all whatsoever. It was just a crazy thing that his wife talked about, and he would just laugh at her. And then she'd be like, uh, the knights of the, knights of the round table, they were, they, they were actually, like, you know, working for, for the king and blah, 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 and doing all this secret shit. And then he'd be like, yeah, no, round table, the best pizza in Dodge, man. You want some pizza? And he would just always turn everything that she said into a joke. And she would, like, cry sometimes because it was a serious thing to her that she was trying to teach people and trying to make everyone aware about this. And she was 100% all the way insane with it. Maybe he was fucking in a different cult and he was, like, just trying to downplay it. Yeah, he was so trying like, to just fucking, yeah, whatever, you crazy. Me <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe he was, he was planted. Maybe she fucked, she's been into this her whole life, and then he was planted. And he was like, yeah. went, met her, married her, and it's just there to decredit everything that she says. Yeah. Dude, now I'm fucking back on her side. She was right this whole time. She's probably dead now. Dude, I'm going to go to the holy shit. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> what? What are you doing? Al Alistair Crowley, one of the fucking known members of the Golden Dawn. 
What? There's a shit ton of people. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. Bram Stoker. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. Bram Stoker. Like, he's Dracula guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's in it also. Really? Yeah. That's what funny because. Uh, a lot of people. In Bram Stoker's Dracula, they referenced Order of the Dragon. Yeah, well. Which is a different cult. I'm looking at this list. Of but also an order. Known or alleged members. Of the uh, the hermaphrodite the, cult? The, the Golden Dong. Golden Dong. <clears throat> Let's see. We have a... Uh, I got another clip here from the great and insane Alex Jones. Uh, a lot of people have seen this guy screaming and crying on the internet. And... He's known for making a bunch of outlandish claims. Well, he was on uh, Joe Rogan, what, like a few weeks ago or something like that? A month ago? Yeah. Whenever this comes out, who cares? He was on Joe Rogan recently, and they did a fucking three, three and a half hour long episode. And every single thing that he said, Jamie would Google it and find proof that this actually is happening or could be happening. And no proof that it was made up or a hoax or fake. Everything that he brought up was legit. And this guy got his, I don't know, I'm, he was already a thing at the time, but where I found out about him and a lot of other people found out about him is that he's the guy who snuck into Bohemian Grove and recorded the first video inside of the, the gathering or whatever you would call it. The, um, what would yeah. you call it? Um, I don't remember what it's called, but... The meeting. <laughs> the thing. The, the fucking bonfire. The, Damn it. Yeah. The campfire. It's like Coachella, uh, but different for rich people. The rave. And uh, it pretty much entailed a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of rich, old white men in cloaks, singing songs, burning a giant owl, running around naked... And he uh, just kind of walked in through the woods and fucking was r rambling about all this shit and about how it was all happening. Everybody thought he was crazy. And then he was like, look at this, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? Uh-huh. And then uh, this is a video of him interviewing a member or a... Uh, what do you, what would you call it? A concert goer? <laughs> like a concert goer, but not. It's like Coachella. Someone that was at Bohemian Grove. Oh, yeah, if you're there, it's invite only. David Gergen, top presidential advisor to Ford, Reagan, George Herbert Walker Bush, and Bill Clinton. We couldn't believe our luck. It just so happens that David Gergen is also a prominent member of the Bohemian Grove, the offshoot of Skull and Bones. This insider of insiders, a staple of the White House for 22 years, got very upset when we brought up Bohemian Grove to him. He didn't deny its existence. He didn't deny that he was a member. He did. When Austin, I make documentaries. Here it is. Just a few questions about the convention. Yeah, what, is there a camera? Or are you? Yeah, right there, just about. Yeah, but I, I just want to get your permission first. Here. Okay, okay. This, it's looking like I'm, I've got. No, I understand. Just about a minute or two. Okay, great. 
We're talking to David Gergen, and he has advised several presidents and, of course, has uh, written quite a few uh, books and uh, is a, I would call you a political pundit or researcher. Commentary at Over the Hill, whatever. Okay. Uh, how long have you been in New York? About six, four hours. What do you think of this circus? Well, I haven't seen all the protests yet, but I've never seen as much security for a convention as we have here. And it's, uh, you know, the city's uh, almost closed down. I think it's remarkable. I think it's an unfortunate turn for politics that we have to have this many police around. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, news articles and reports saying that there's a heightened risk of terror attacks. Uh, do you think that that's, uh, do you think there's a chance of that? Or? I think, well, listen, they just arrested, uh, I think, or broken up some plot allegedly to uh, somebody wanted to blow up subways. Yeah, I think it's very real danger, and you've got... Okay, real quick, Alex Jones is a boss. He yeah. goes in, asks for permission first, so that that way he can't be like, hey, I never gave you permission to do that. You can't use that. Already gave him permission. He's, like, trying to, like, like fucking David Gergen's trying to be cool with him and, like, joke around. Like, he was, like, over the hill, whatever you want to call me. And Alex Jones was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Like, I'm about to fucking drop a bomb on you, so I can't really be your friend right now. Like, let's just do this little mock interview, <laughs> ask you some questions. So Madison Square Garden is sitting right, you know, basically on top of a uh, train station, and Boston uh, Convention was right on top of a train station. Yeah, I just have to remember that trains are very uh, accessible, vulnerable, and that's what happened in Spain. They went after trains, and they blew some trains up, so, and it wasn't very expensive. So... I think there's that danger, but I think the police are on top of it. They're treating this as a special security event, which means there's a, not only the, 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 the obvious police around, but believe me, there's a lot of private stuff going on here. Okay, one last question. I read a Washington Times article many years ago where you had a comment about the organization, and then now it's been in the Wall Street Journal, it's been in a lot of different newspapers, and that's the Bohemian Grove. And back in, what was it, 19... Uh, 96 when you joined uh, as a Clinton advisor they were the Republicans were criticizing you oh what about Bohemian Grove and then you counter uh, and then you countered them by saying hey I don't run around in the woods naked what did that mean here is the before mentioned Washington Times article where he said I didn't run around naked like they do I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what quote you're referring to I'm not aware of any quote like that uh, listen uh, I am uh, 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 a happy member of the Bohemian Grove. I like the, uh, the folks who come there, and uh, it's really inappropriate for me to uh, talk about a uh, uh, the group beyond that. Thank you. Have you been there for the ceremony with uh, the cremation of care? Uh, frankly, that's, uh, that uh, I don't think that's something I need to talk to you about. Some creepy shit. Have you been there for the ceremony with uh, the cremation of care? But who was that on stage? That was like, uh, it was like Marlon Brando or some shit, right? No. When he recorded it, it was like an actor that was on stage. I don't know. Not, not that he was doing a scene, but he's like a member of the Grove, and he was doing like an over-the-top kind of performance of it. I don't know. Mm. Uh, frankly, that's, uh, that, uh, I don't think that's something I need to talk to you about. Really? That's right. Well, I'm Alex Jones, and I snuck in there in 2000. I'm the guy that blew it wide open and got the video. It's been on national TV. Well, I disrespect you for that. You do? I do. But it's a lot of big public officials going in there. You don't we deserve to know? You, you took an under I don't know anything about you, and I don't know anything about your film. But if you go in there with an understanding, you violated that understanding by releasing that film, and I don't respect you for that. Really? 
You, we have public officials. You, I'm sorry. Public. You took an understanding when you went in there that you would not do that film. And you did, did you have an understanding when you went in there? No. Did you crash it? Yes. Yeah, and it has no trespassing signs there, too, doesn't it? No, they put yes, them up after. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. I've been there before. I know what I want the circumstances are, and I'm sorry you uh, violated the understandings. That was not that was not a gentlemanly thing to do. But what about the ritual? Is the ritual gentlemanly? <laughs> sir, everything uh, you I, I I don't I don't owe you this comment. I know. I appreciate you, you 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 have you this is what's called ambush journalism, and I disrespect you for that as well. So thank you, you ever and goodbye. Been the ritual? That's none of your damn business. Oh. Listen. You go around and, and make understandings with people and violate them. You, you ambush people on the streets, and that's, that's inappropriate form of journalism. If you wish to practice that, that's fine. But don't ask others to respect you for it. If you, want to, you, you can do it. You're a free American like anything you want. If you want to be uncivil and rude and ungentlemanly, that's up to you. But don't expect the rest well, of us to say, oh, well, you're there, Mr. Gergen. I'm sorry. Nobody says policy in there. We try to be gentlemen, and obviously you don't belong there. Weaving spiders coming out here? Ha, ha, ha. He's like, I just got exactly what I fucking wanted from this guy. He's so crazy. And, th and I think, like. I don't know. I think that's kind of part of the thing that's like kept him safe over the years. You know, it's because he portrays himself to be such a crazy motherfucker. You know, like uh -huh. he he wants to look unbelievable. Yeah. Even though he's telling you the truth, and then people are just like, "Oh, nobody will ever believe him." Yeah, it's all about the packaging with Alex Jones, and he's he, harmless, right? He has that packaging that just makes people go yeah he's fucking crazy he's harmless he goes on these rants he just can't help but then, himself but like, then in these in these hour-long rants he'll slip in all this information yeah i'll sneaky like uh-huh so it's pretty dope yeah. man i'm a fan yeah, he's, yeah um he's pretty neat actually that podcast was the number one podcast on earth so unless you live under a rock you know yeah you, you had should, to have heard about it you should go check it out it's good even if you don't like Joe Rogan or Alex Jones or anything, I mean, the content is what it is. Yeah, because it's pretty much three hours of Alex Jones doing his crazy things, only there's somebody, there's two people there that are calling him on his shit and doing, a, and doing a bad job at calling him on his shit. <laughs> it's so crazy, like, how much Joe Rogan's podcast really affects um like breaking news around the internet whether it's about mma or this podcast stuff like that because i seen like like directly after that episode that day and the next day it was like clickbait titles everywhere about um joe rogan gets alex jones stoned and fucking drunk and like all these like crazy titles that yeah. you know were absolute over embellishments you know like the guy took one hit off a joint mm -hmm. i don't think that that's like literally all he smoked they're like oh god i'm stoned and like yeah and it's like, like he dr he drinks so it's not like he doesn't drink and then he drank like you know if yeah. i if if i went there and then drank fucking three glasses of whiskey i'd be fucked up but for someone that drinks all the time or at least like but, a, a few times a week, then but it's that's no big the deal. Title, you know? Yeah, like, of course, that's, that's what they run they, with. You know, and the, and then, or they'll make it like bold yellow text. Mm -hmm. like, 
look at me. Yeah. That's right. So um, we are nearing the end of the show, and this is the time when the people that are really dedicated, the people that really deserve to be in this society that I'm a part of, and I think Joey might be a part of it too. I'm not sure. It's a secret. We're allowed to we're allowed to say out loud that we're in it, but we're not allowed to tell other people, "Hey, I'm in this society, sir, Mister, your name." It can't be a one-on-one thing. So he can't tell me right now because I asked him, and that would be breaking the code. He may or may not be in it. I'm not sure. But this society is um, web-based. It's one of the new, you know, anonymous kind of, you know, crazy uh, hacktivists. But there's no hacktivism happening. This is more of a secret society, less of a hacktivist. And they are called the Habitatians. And that's really all I could say. The way that you enter this secret society is go to YouTube, type in Natural Habitat Podcast, subscribe, and then message us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email us, wherever, and let us know that you did it. And then we'll go from there. Your initiation process will begin. We're not going to make you jack off in a coffin. We're not going to make you steal any bones and talk about licking buttholes. But we, right. but we could do weirder things than that. That's somewhere in the middle. I can think of way weirder shit than those two things. Or it might just be uh, lighthearted and fun and cool. I don't run the society. I might. The leader is not allowed to say he's the leader. So any of us could be it. Yo, before we go, uh huh. let's name off. <clears throat> oh, we, oh, we don't even have time, huh? What, our competition? Yeah, well, we got a bunch of fucking secret societies and then things from popular culture that secret societies were in. And uh, shit every day that's like right in front of your face. Like Harry Potter and like all these things. Uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, all these um, uh, comic books, Justice Leagues, fucking all these things. Mm-hmm. Everything, even the prison break. TV show, Heroes, all these things have um, secret societies in them. And, like, every aspect of our culture is dipped in the shit. Yep, it is. You know, a million, there's a million types of them and a million different things. Um, and I feel like uh, I feel like they've definitely blown up since the internet and information because it's a lot harder to keep these secret societies secret when... Everything's on the internet. So I think that it's become more prevalent in popular culture, more of a thing recently. And, you know, it's a hot button that I love to press. What can I say? Boom. Bada boom. All right. We love you. We'll see you next time. Natural Habitat Recordings.